Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Moshe Dun Kestenbaum. Meseches Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. Today's daf is Kuf Yud Dalit. Just want to speak out a few aras from Kuf Yud Gimel Amabez before we come to our daf. The Gemara tells us that a shaita that it doesn't know Lishmar Gita doesn't know how to watch her get. She is not able to be divorced, even Midaraisa. And the Gemara brings two drashas for this halacha. The Gemara brings down Rabbi who learns the Pasuk, Vinasa Biyada, he placed the get in her hand. Somebody who has a hand to divorce herself. To exclude this one, a shaita who doesn't have a hand to divorce herself. And afterwards, the Gemara brings the Joshua of Rabbi Shmuel, the Shilcha Mibeso, he sent her out of his house. Misha Mishalcha of Enochazeras, only somebody that's sent away and won't come back to exclude the shaita that's Mishalcha Vechazeras. Even after you send her away, she doesn't understand. She's not embarrassed, Rashi says. She'll come back to her husband's house. The drasha of Rabbi Yishmael seems to be pretty clear to us. It has to be somebody that will be sent away and not come back. However, the drasha of Rabbi Yanai, we have to understand. What does Rabbi Yanai mean? Someone who has a hand to divorce herself. What is Rabbi Yanai coming to say? The Ksais in Reish Mem Gimel Ais Hey is Mavur that he understood the Gemara, that the Gemara is saying that a Shaita doesn't have a hand because she doesn't understand what she's getting. The Gemara says in Gitin that if she's not able to tell the difference between a nut or a rock, then the Allah is she is not able to be Zaycha in anything and she's not able to be divorced. So what Rabbi Yana is saying is that someone who has a hand to accept their get, as opposed to somebody who doesn't know how to watch the get, literally watch the get, she doesn't know the difference between what she gets in her hand, so that is not somebody that's able to be divorced. This as well seems to be clear from the Taisus Rid and Gitin, Adaf Samachei, Amar Aleph, as well as the Ritva and Kedushin, Amem Gilam Abayz, that Rabbi Yana's drasha is saying that you can't give a get to a shaita because she doesn't have a hand. Since she has no das, she doesn't have her hand, is not considered a hand. The Ritva says it's like you're putting it on the floor. Based on this, we understand very well the shita of Rabbi Tam which Tysus brings over here, as well as Tysus and Gideon and Kedushin, the Rabbeinu Tam holds that by a Ketana, even if she doesn't have any Das to watch her get, but if she has a father, her father could accept the get for her. Because after all, the Joshua of Rabbeinu was to exclude the Shaita, the Ketana who has no Das. She is somebody that doesn't have a hand. However, she has a father. Her father has das. And therefore, her father has a hand. 
her father would be able to accept the get. And Taisvis continues and says that even according to Bishma, that Darshan's Misha Meshacha Ve'ena Chayzeres Yatzuzu She Meshacha Ve'chayzeres So according to Bishma, one could taina, it wouldn't help for the father to accept the get. Bottom line, she is a girl, she is a katana, that's Meshacha Ve'ena Chayzeres. But Taisvis says it's not mashma that there's any halachic difference between Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Shema, just a machlaikas as to what the source for this halacha is. And therefore, Taisus says, even according to Rabbi Shema, the father will be able to accept the get, because the father can watch her that she doesn't go back to her father's house. And since the father can watch her, she's still considered a mishalcha ve'ena chayzeres. It's interesting to point out that according to Taisvis, that the father watching her, she's considered Meshacha of Enochezeres. Nonetheless, it's clear, Mavur, that Taisvis would only allow the father to accept the get, not the girl to accept, herself to accept the get. Why do I say that? Because Taisvis said there's no halachic nafkamina between Rabbi Shema and Rabbi Yanai. And according to Rabbianai, Taisis is pretty clear, at least in Gin and Kedushin, that according to Rabbianai, only the father could accept the get, not the daughter, not the girl. And Taisis said there's no nafkimina between Rabbianai and Rabbishmal, which means according to Bishmal as well, only the father be able to accept the get, not, not the girl. So what's the pshat? Why can't the girl accept the get? Because she has a father to watch her, she is considered Meshach of Enochizeris, so why can't even she herself accept the get? It could be, we could suggest, that Tysus understands the drasha, that the get has to be given over to somebody that's capable of having a Meshach of Enochizeris. So since the girl herself is not capable, it's only the Kayach of the father, so the get has to be given over to the father. Another possibility is that which the Mishbete Adas in Simon Yudalad writes, and he wants to explain that Tysus understands that just like according to Rabbi the Chesaron of Shaita is a Chesaron that there, she has no Yad, it's a Chesaron in Vinasim Biyada that a Shaita's hand is not considered a hand, so even according to Rabbi Yishmael, that Darshan's Misha Meshach of Enochizeres, he learns it's not a new psul, that a get has to be given over in a way, a gerishin has to take place in a way that she's, she's Meshach of Enochizeres, but rather it's a Hagdara of her Yad, that the Yad that's needed for get has to be a type of Yad of a person that's Meshach of Enochizeres. I think this is very much mashma that way in the Taisus Rit in Gitin Andav Samachay Amaral because Taisus Rit brings Rashi Shita that Rashi says in Kedushin on Gimel Mabez as well as in Gitin on Samachtal Mabez Rashi says that even the father is not able to accept the get for a girl that doesn't have Das. And Rashi brings the drasha of Rabbi Shmuel, Yatas Azusha Meshacha Vichai Zeres. 
And nonetheless, the Taisus Rit jumps on Rashi, and he writes, It doesn't appear to me this way. It's only by her hand that we make that drasha. Her hand is not good in accepting the get. And the Taisus Rit goes on to say that Gerishin does not need her das, but nonetheless, it needs a yad, it needs a nasam biyada. So, it's mashma, the Taisus Rit understood that even in the drasha of Mishalcha, Ve'ena Chayzeres, it's a din in her yad, and that's why he argues with Rashi, who says that you cannot give the get to her father. Rashi, however, clearly does not hold this way. Rashi learns the Joshua of Misha Meshacha of Eina Chayzeres, Yatzazusha Meshacha of Chayzeres, is clearly a halacha in the person you're divorcing, it's a chasarin in the Gerishin, and Mimela, it doesn't help to give the get to the father. And how does Rashi understand the Joshua of Rabbianai, the Nasan Biyada, Misha Yeshla Yad Lagarish Atma? That's Mashma to chasarin in her hand, so why can't you give the get to her father? So one could suggest that maybe Rashi only is saying this halacha, that a father is not able to accept the get according to Rabbi Shmuel. After all, Rashi brings the drasha of Rabbi Shmuel, but maybe in Rabbi Yana, Rashi could possibly agree. However, Pashas is not the way, and the Sefer Mishpat Adas over there, he wants to suggest that Rashi learns the drasha of Rabbi Yana differently. The Lashon of, Reb, of Rabbianai is Yatza Zazu She'ein Lo Yad Ligarish Atzma to exclude this lady that doesn't have the hand to divorce herself. The focus is not on the word Yad, she doesn't have a hand, but the focus is Ligarish Atzma. And it's basically along the lines of Rabbi Shema. She doesn't have the hand to divorce herself means she doesn't understand how to divorce herself. She doesn't understand how to leave her husband and not come back. So Mimela, Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Shmuel are basically in, in one, in a similar mahalech that we're excluding somebody that doesn't understand what it means to be divorced. And that's L'chara HaRashi teaches the Lashon of our Gemara, Eina Yadeas Lishmar Gita. She doesn't know how to watch her get. According to the other Rishayim, we can learn literally. She doesn't know how to watch the piece of paper. She doesn't know what a get is. Like we said from the Gemara and Gint, that a child that doesn't know the difference between a rock or a nut is not considered a child with das. However, Rashi will learn, she doesn't know how to watch her get, means that she doesn't know how to watch the concept of get. She doesn't know how to keep the concept of get and not go back to her husband. And this is really the mashmas of Rashi and Gittin. And there's a very strong dig to this from Rashi and Bab on Daf Yudam and Beis, where Rashi writes, When she knows that a watcher or get, she's divorced. Because the Torah only excluded a shaita that will be sent away and come back. So Rashi seems to touch the halacha of Lishmar's Gita as somebody that 
will not go back if she is sent away. Going further to the bottom of Kofi Gilmah Mabez, Amar Rava Rava says, May Edusa Shabyochan Megudgada from the Edus of Rabyochan Megudgada that said that a person could divorce a Khereshes that her father had married off, even though she was in a Kedushan Daraisa, nonetheless he could divorce her because we don't need a Bas Das, we don't need her to have Das to accept Gerishin. So from this halacha, Zakrava, we learn that if someone tells Adam, look at this sket that I'm going to give her, but when he gives it to the lady, he doesn't tell her he's giving her a get. He says, Kansi shtar zu, Kansi shtar here is a shtar here is a debt. Hareza Megareshes, she is divorced, because just like you could divorce a Chereshes, even though she doesn't have Das, so too, we don't need any lady, we don't need her Das, we don't need her to know that she is receiving a get. The obvious question over here is that this halacha seems to contradict the Mishnah in Gittin. The Mishnah in Gittin on Ayin Chesam says that our case, a man who tells a lady, here is a Shtar Chayv, and he gives her a get, the halacha is, it's not a get, until he tells her, here's your get. So it's mashma over here, that he has to let her know that she's being divorced. Tysus answers, in our Gemara afterwards, the Edim would have to tell her that she is divorced. Why? Because even though in the Iker Gerishin, we don't need Das. We don't need her Das. But nonetheless, we have the Halacha, we mentioned before of Rabbi Yishmael, that it has to be a Mishalcha Ve'ena Chazeres. It has to be somebody that won't come back. And if she doesn't know that she's divorced, she'll come back. So Mimela, Tysus holds, it will help even afterwards for the Edom to tell her, because then it will be Mekayim that didn't, that she'll be Mishalachas, even though at the time she didn't know because we don't need her das just like we learn out from the halacha of Chereshes. This Taisvis Agav happens to be a clear raya that against the Mahalach of the Mishbete Adas that learned that according to Taisvis even the Mahalach of Rabbi Shmo is a chesaron in her yat because here we see in Taisvis that it's a separate din that even though she's a bastas, she has a yad, nonetheless, afterwards, we have to tell her because of this special halacha of mishalcha of inachayzeres. However, other Rishayim learn completely differently. The Ran and the Rashba and Gidon over there explain that if we notice in our case, he first told Adam, Ru'u get zeshani naisin, see this sket that I'm giving. So he made it clear to Adam that he has plans to give a get to this woman. However, the Mishnah in Gittin, it just said over there that he said to a lady, Kansi shtar take this shtar He never told Adam that he was giving her a get. And that's why he has to tell her afterwards, here is your get. Because then he has to make clear that he's giving her l'shem, Gerishin. 
Mimela, it's not like Taisis because it's a din of Mishalachas Ve'ena Chazeres. These Rishayim are mashma that even if she would have no idea and he wouldn't tell her, as long as it's clear that he's giving her L'Shem Gerishin, she would be divorced. And the din of Mishalachas Ve'ena Chazeres, according to them, L'Chaira, is not that right now it has to be she will not be chayzeris. It just has to be you're giving somebody to a person that is capable of being mishalcha fe'ena chayzeris. Even though right now she does not know she is being divorced. Moving forward to the bottom of Kuf Yud Gimel on the base, the rest of the parak discusses the Indian, the Shaila of Katan Eichel Nevelais whether Bezdin is mitzvah la free shayalite, if a katan is eating treif, and that's just a mashal for any yisur in the Torah, whether Bezdin, or really anybody for that matter, has an obligation to separate him, to stop him from doing in Avera. The Gemara tells us, Amaisa, with their Yitzchak, Barbisna, that he had lost the keys to the base Medrash, and it was Shabbos, and he went to Rav Pedas, and Rav Pedas told him, bring boys and girls and let them walk around over there. And this way, if they find the keys, they'll bring it to the base Madrash. And the Gemara says that we see that Rav Pedas holds, because here, purposely bringing the children there, in order that if they'll find the key, they'll carry it, even though it was in Rishos Harabim. The Gemara tells us later that Rabbi Yochanan had, had a suffix, was not sure about this halacha, whether Bezdin is mitzvah la frishai or not. This sugya is a sugya rucha. There's many Rishayim and Achrayim that discuss this Indian. Emirz Hashem will touch on various inyanim in the sugya. The first thing we like to discuss is what is the svara? What is the logic to say Bezin is mitzvah lafrishai versus saying Bezin's not mitzvah lafrishai? What's this shaila tali in? Many achrainim, the Mishkan Yaakov and Evan Ezer, Simon Memzayin, as well as the Karen Ira over here, as well as the Avnei Nezer, and Yaradea, Simon Shin, Aisyot, want to Taina, would like to suggest that this Shaila is totally in another Shaila. How do we look at the status of a Katan, of a child? The Pashtas is that the Torah does not obligate a child at all in mitzvahs. And at least Midaraisa, there is nothing wrong with the child violating, so to say, the Taira, because he is not obligated in the mitzvahs of the Taira. However, there is a Chiddush and a Raya for this Chiddush from a Gemara in Sanhedrin on Daphnon Hayim, the base, is that it's not the Pshat that a child is not obligated. Really, he is obligated in mitzvahs, just there's a Ptur, that he's like an Aines, that he's potter from any punishments. The Torah did not hold him responsible, accountable for his actions. 
that will punish him for violating the Torah. But Bitchilasai, he is included in the mitzvahs of the Torah. And this is mashma that way from the Gemara and Sanhedrin. Because the Gemara and Sanhedrin tells us that if a child who's nine years old in a day is Mizana with a behema, with an animal, we stone the animal. And the Gemara wants to bring a raya from there that we see even if no avera was done, there was no takala, we still kill the animal because of the embarrassment to spare the embarrassment to the child, to the person that was mezana. And the Gemara says, no, by a child also there's a takala. The Gemara says, Kivan de Mezidu takala nami ikai, v'rachmana hudachas alei didei. Since the child did it intentionally, there is a takala, just the Tara had pity on him. Meaning, Pashab Shat, that a child does violate an Avera, just the Tara had pity on him, that the Tara does not punish him. I believe as well we find the halachic source for such a thing, from halacha, from the Ramah in Arachayim, Simon Shinmem Gimel, where the Ramah writes, quoting from Amahari, that a child that hit his father or was either other Averis while he was still a Katan, even though he doesn't eat Shuva, nonetheless, Taivlai, it's good for him that he's Makabal on himself something for Shuva and Kapara. Mashma from the Ramah, that there is a violation, there is an Isser violated, from from a katan. So, Zakti Zachrainim, that perhaps the Shaila of our Sugya is totally in this question. If we hold that a child is not obligated at all from the Torah, so Memela the Svara is, Aim Bezim Mitzvah Lafrishai. Why should we stop him? Nothing wrong is happening. However, if we hold that a child is violating an Avera, it's just a Ptur, that he's not punished for what he does wrong. So the svar is that nonetheless, Bezin should stop him, that we don't want him doing Averis, even though he's not punished, we still do not want him to do Averis. Many Achreinim, among them the Kaivet Aris and Simon Ayin Hay, says that we cannot say, like this Tzat, that a child is obligated in mitzvahs, because the Gemara earlier in Armasachta and Yivamis on Daflamid Gimel says that we can have a case of two Isurim coming Bibas Achas, where a Zar becomes Bar Mitzvah, he brings two Sarais on Shabbos, and therefore the Isar Avaida Vazar, and Shabbos comes at the same time. Mavur from there, that the Isar only comes from the time. He is Bar Mitzvah, which contradicts the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Comes the Mishkanais Yaakov and says, No, it's a Machlaikis in the Sugyas, and it's Tali in the Shaila, whether Bezin's Mitzvah and Lafrishaya, a Mitzvah and Lafrishaya, and that's the Machlaikis between the Sugya in Sanhedrin and the Sugya in Yavamis. Just to point out that the stipler over there. In Yivamis and Simon Lamed Aleph, he says that it's not a riot from the Gemara earlier, 
because maybe even though the Isser starts from the time he's little, but nonetheless, there's another din of Isser Chal Isser in terms of the Chiv of Ein Shem. Ein Shem. The truth of the matter is that this Mahalech of these Achreinim is very Mechodesh. They seem to be assuming that this Shaila of Katan Eichel Nevelais Mitzvah and Lafrisha or not is based purely on Svara. And Pashtas, then it would be a Iser Durabanan. However, if we learn our Sugya, it's Mashma, the Pashtas is that this Machlaikas, this Shaila, is Shaila of a Daraisa. The Gemara on the bottom of Kufya Dal Amaralif brings three Rayas, three Rayas to this Shaila, whether Bezin's Mitzvah Lafrisha or not. The first raya the Gemara brings is a drasha of Laisaichlam Kishakitzaim. It says by the parish of Shkatzim Laisaichlam, and we darshan Laisachilam. You're not allowed to feed them. Lahazer Gedailam Alaktanim. To warn the Gedailam that they're responsible for the Kitanim. And the Gemara says, My love isn't that that it means that they're obligated to tell them Laisaichlu not to eat. So it's a raya from here that Bezdin Mitzvah La Frishai. And the Gemara says it's not a raya. Maybe what it means is the Lailis will be a daim. It means that you're not allowed to feed the child with your hands. That's what the Pasik's teaching us. Laisachilam, you're not allowed to actually feed them with your hands, but that doesn't mean you're obligated to stop them if they're eating Shkatsim. The Gemara brings another similar raya where we find the drasha by dam by eating blood. We darshan lahazer gedaylam alaktanim again that the gedaylam are responsible for the ketanim. And again, the Gemara says, does it not mean that they're obligated to stop them to tell them not to eat the blood? And the Gemara answers, no. It means that they're not allowed to feed them blood with their hands. And finally, the third source. Third raya, the Gemara brings on the bottom, is from Parshas Emar. The Pasuk says, Emar al-Kohanim b'nei Aroin, v'amarta aleim. It's a double lashon, Emar and v'amarta. Lahazer g'daylam alaktanim. And the Gemara says, doesn't that mean that they have to stop a child who's a kain not to become tame to a mace? And the Gemara again says, no, it means that they can't give them Tumah biadayim. Now, Lachara, we have here three psukim that we darshaning. Lahazer gedailam alaktanim. And mashma, that according to the opinion that holds that katan eichel nevelais, bezdin is mitzvah la frishai, so the way they understand the drasha is that the gedailam are responsible for the katanim even to the point that they have to stop them. And therefore we have an Isser Daraisa, a Mitzvah Daraisa, to stop to stop the children. However, the opinion that holds, Katan Eichel Mavelos, Ein Bez, the Mitzvah they understand that the Torah is not obligating us to stop the children. The Torah is just warning us, obligating us not to feed them, be a dying. So that is the Isser Daraisa, but there's no Chiv 
to stop them. So the Pashup Shah in our Sugya is that this Machlaikas is a Machlaikas in a Daraisa, and it's a Machlaikas how to understand this warning of the Torah of Lahazar Gedailam Alakhtanim. This is Mefurish in the Taisus Chad Mikamai over here. He says that according to Mandamar Bezin's Mitzvah, all of Lafrishai, then this applies. Not just to these three places, but to every Yisr in the Torah, as opposed to the one that holds Ein Bezim Mitzvah Alav La Frishai, the Torah is just telling us not to feed him via diet. Okay, one could say that these Achreinim are explaining the Machlaikas how to understand what the Torah was obligating, but not the definitely not the Pashas and definitely not so Muchach. The Rashba as well, in Shabbos, Kufnan Gimel Mabez, as well as the Piskei Rid over here, are Mavur, that this halacha of not giving children biadayim is an Isser Daraisa. However, the Rosh in the beginning of Shabbos, the very first simon, is Mashma that he learned this is only an issue of a Darabana, because the Rosh writes over there that even though there's no lifneiver daraisa in a case where the person could get the iser himself, as the Gemara in Avodah calls and Avav, if it's chad iver dinara, if it's one side of the river, meaning he has access to it, he doesn't need your help. There's no iser daraisa lifneiver. Nonetheless, the Rush writes that there would still be an iser darabanan, and the Rush writes da'filu katan eichel nevelais. Even a child is eating treif, Bezin has an obligation to separate him. Certainly, one is not able to help a gado. The pashas of the rush, from the fact that rush compares the din of a katan that Bezin's mitzvah lafrishay to the Allah of a gado, that the rush says that it's an iser derabanan not to help him, it's pretty clear that the Rush learns that the din of Katan Eichon Avelis Bezim Mitzvah La Frishai is only a Shaila, an issue of an Isser Durabanan. Lachara, it's Tsarach Ian from our Sugya that brings these Drashais and understands that according to Mandamar, at least that holds Bezim Mitzvah La Frishai, that's what it means, Lahazer Gedailam Alatanim, from these Drashais. The Karen Ira has this Shaila, whether it's Daraisa or Darabanan, and he says that even though the Gemara brings Psukim, maybe it's only in Asmachta, maybe it's only in Isser Darabanan, and the Psukim are just in Asmachta. So that's one possibility we could say that the Rush holds that this Gemara is only in Asmachta. There is another possibility that I'd like to share with you. A very Yisaitistic of Beis Yosef, and the Beis Yosef comes as follows: The Rambam in Hilchos Avel Paragimel Halacha Yebeis writes that a kain who's a katan, the gedolim are muzar, are obligated not to make him tame. However, if he comes to be tame on his own, Ain Bezin Mitzvah of La Frishite, Bezin's not obligated to separate him. And the Ramam writes over there an important point, Aval Aviv Tsarach Lechan Chai 
The father has to be mechanechim. Emirat Hashem. We'll discuss this shaila later on. But the Rambam paskins, like the Rambam paskins in Machalas Asuros Perak Yudzayin Halacha Chavzayin, that the halacha is Ain Bezin Mitzvah Alav Lafrishai. That Bezin is not obligated to stop him. It's just they're not allowed to be mitame the children be a daim. However, the Tor writes in Yeridea Simon Shun Ayin Gimel. He brings the Rambam and he argues and he writes that Bezin is mitzvah to separate a child who's a kohen from being tame lemes, and he says. That's what it's mashma from the drasha of Emar Vamarta Leem Lahazer Gedalim Alktanim. It's mashma that you have to be mazer them from becoming tame. And the Beis Yosef is matmia. The Beis Yosef is in Arachayim Simen Shin Mem Gimel. He's matmia on the tour because the tour himself paskins like. Rev Pedas, Paskins, that Bezin is Amitzav and Lafrishite, that Bezin is not obligated to separate him. So, Frechta Beis Yosef, it's a stira in the Torah. Our Gemara brings a raya from the Allah of Tumah that Bezin's Mitzav and Lafrishite, and the Gemara is Daicha, the raya, like we said. The Gemara answers, no, the Pasig means you can't give it to them, be a daim. So it's clear in the Gemara that according to the opinion that it holds, Ain Bezim Mitzvah Lafrishai, the way to understand the Josh and Parshas Emor is only not to give them Biadayim. So how could the Tur Paskin that the Drasha of Tumah is even to, sep- to stop them, to separate them, when he himself Paskins Bedarachlal that Ain Bezim Mitzvah Alav Lafrishai? Comes the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef is an Arachaim, Simon Shin Mem Gimel over there. And it wants to explain that the Torah learned the Sugya as follows. That only in, when the Gemara brought each Raya separately, the Gemara thought that we can learn out all the mitzvahs in the Torah from each one of these places. And therefore the Gemara asked, according to the opinion that holds, that... Bezdin is Ain Mitzvah and Lafrishai, what do they do with this Joshua? But Zuck the Beisaisif, after we have all three Makairis, after we have all three sources, you're not able to learn out to the rest of the Torah. Why? Because we don't, even though the Gemara makes it Srikhasa, why the Torah wrote each one, we don't really need all three. We could really learn out the rest of the Torah from two of them. So therefore, the fact that Torah wrote in three places has the status of what's called the Shnei Suvan Aban Ke'achat. There's an extra source. And the halacha is Eimalamdim that we're not able to learn out to everywhere else in the Torah. So Memela, Zak Yosef, now that it's a special halacha by these three places, we're able to say that really... Lahazer Gedalim Alak Tanim means like we originally thought in the Gemara, Kipshutai, that the Gedalim are obligated to stop the children from doing it. I, we hold, Lahalacha, Ain Bezim Mitzvah and Lafrishai, 
that's everywhere else in the Torah because we're not able to learn out from these three places. This is in the Chodesh Tukah Mahalech of the Beisaisef. It would come out from the Beisaisef then that we have no source for the Isser of being Michael Biadayim in the rest of the Torah. If we're saying that the Jrasha is only in these three places and we can't learn out to everywhere else, so then we would have no source that there be an Isser Daraisa to be Michael Biadayim, which everyone agrees is Aser. So the Pashto says that we would have to say that this Isser of giving a child Biadayim would only be Dirabanan in the rest of the Torah. And this perhaps would as well explain that rush in Mesechtas Shabbos. However, it's not so Pashat, the Night of Yehuda in Arachayim Tinyana Simen Aleph says the basis of his mashma that he held, it's Daraisa, and he says that even though there's no Pasuk, we would have to say that it's a Svara, that it's logical that it's Asr to feed the child be a daim, a chiddush. There is another teretz to answer the tour. The Mizrahi over there in Pasha's Emmer wants to suggest that it's tafka by tuma that the tour paskins that there's a din that we have to stop the children. However, by dam and shratzim, even the tour would agree it's only usher to feed them be a daim. And the reason why he holds it's Tafka by Tuma is because the Lushan of the Pasig is Vamartalem. You should tell them. And we're learning out from there that they have an obligation to to stop the children. The Pashapshat is that to tell them a responsibility that they have to be in charge of telling of telling, of giving over to the children as opposed to the drasha of Dam and Shratzim, which is from Leisachilam, Leisachal, which is which we could explain that it's Tafka to f- actually feed them. And we don't learn out everything else from the Halacha of the Kain of Tuma because like we say in many places, like the Gemara says over here, Kohanim Shani Deriba Mehen Mitzvahs Yaseris. I, you'll ask, so why does the Gemara over here not answer that way by by the drasha of Vamartalam? Why does the Gemara answer that the Tyra just means not to make the child Tame be a dying? He says, Ainakanami, the Gemara could have said that the Gemara was just following along the pattern like we answered by Dam and Shratim. This is a shtukal meduyak in the Tour this Mahalech. Because, the, like we mentioned, the Torah says that it's mashma from the Lashon of the Drasha, Emmar Vamarta, that you have to warn them from becoming Tame. Lachara, the Torah is saying, because it says Vamarta, meaning you have to tell the Kohanim, Emmar, you have to tell the Kohanim Vamarta, that they have to tell the children, that they have to be responsible for the children. It's mashma that they have to stop the children. It's not only limited to feeding them, to giving them the tumah, be a daim. Just to give a quick summary of what we said till now, the Pasha says that this sugya of Katan Eichel and Vela's Bezim Mitzvah Lafrishai or Eim Mitzvah Lafrishai 
or a case, or the Isser of being Michael, be a daim, according to everybody. The Pasha says that this is a Nidayim of a Daraisa, and it's Talian had a Darsh in the Psukim that we brought by Dam, Tama, and Shratzim. And this seems, this is clear over here from the Taisis Chab Nikamai, as well as Mashma that way from the Rashba in Shabbos, Kofnim Gilmah on the base. The Primigadim in Arachayim Shin Mem Gimel, in Mishpat Zav, Ais Aleph, understand that this as well is a sheet of the Rambam, that it's an Isser Daraisa. However, we saw the Rosh in the beginning of Shabbos, as well as the sheet of the Tor, according to the Mahalich of the Beishayseb, that it's only Durabanan, and these Psukim are special at the Maskana. These Psukim are special halachas only for these three places, but everywhere else, the issue of Mitzvah Lafrisha or not would only be an issue of a Durabanan. Just to speak out a few more Ha'aras, Yisaitis in the Sugya, the Gemara's Mavur on top of Kuf Yudalim and Aleph, that even according to opinion that holds, that Katan Eichel Nevelas Bezin is Mitzuvin La Frishai, that's only from an Isser Daraisa. However, by an Isser Darabanan, the Gemara says, there, everyone would agree, Ain Bezin Mitzuvin La Frishai, the Bezin's not obligated to separate him. Comes the Rashba over here, Yusaitistika Rashba, and says that the same way, according to the Manda Amar, that holds Bezdin is Mitzvah Lafrishite, but nonetheless he would agree by Nisa Durabanan, a Mitzvah Lafrishite, there's no Chiv to separate him. So similarly, according to the Halacha, that we paskin, that Katan Eichon and Velais, aim Bezdin Mitzvah Lafrishite, however, like we said from the Gemara on the bottom, it's usher to be Michael be a It's usher to feed it to him with your hands. Nonetheless, Dr. Rashba, that's only going to be if it's an Isser Daraisa. However, by an Isser Darabanan, there will be no problem to be Michael be The same way we differentiate according to the opinion that holds Bezin Mitzvah Lafrishai, we go down, we're lenient by a Darabanan. So too, according to opinion that holds Ain Bezin Mitzvah will be more lenient to be Michael Biadayim by an Isser Durabanan. And the Rashba brings a raya from the Gemara and Shabbos in the, the bottom of Kuflam and Tess Amin Aleph that Mesharsha gave money to a Gaish child to plant Klayim in Chutzlarts. And the Gemara asks, why didn't he give it to a Jewish child? So the Gemara answers, Asi Lemisrach. The child will come to do it even when he is older. So he didn't want to give it to a Jewish child. Zakta Rashba, what was the Gemara saying? Give it to a Jewish child. And the Gemara has to answer, Asi Lemisrach. What typically it's Asr because it's Asr Lahachal, Akatan, Biadayim. Elamai, Zakta Rashba, it's a raya that by Nisa Durabanan, because their climb in Chutzlar, it's held as Durabanan. Therefore, there's no problem to be Michael, be a katan, be a daim. And the Rashba explains that the new problem that the Gemara introduces over there of Asila Misrach only applies where the child is doing it for the Gadol. However, if a child is doing it for himself, there the Rashba says, we don't make a shash 
of Asila Misrach. However, the Rambam is Mavur. Otherwise, the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Machalos Asuras, Perak Yud Zayin, Allah Chav Zayin, that it's also to Yimaychal Akatan Biyadayim, even an Isser Dirabana. And the Rambam could explain the Gemara in Shabbos, like Rashi over there, that Rashi learns that Rav Misharsha, who gave the money to the child, he held there's no Isser of climb at all in Chatzarts. It was just, he didn't want to outright plan climb. It's better to do a Shinai, Rashi says, that they shouldn't be too lenient. But he held, Zak Rashi, there's no Isser at all, even the Rabbanan. I was thinking of another possibility, Bedasa Rambam, that the Rambam holds giving a person money, giving a child money to do something, that's not called Machila Biadayim. Machila Biadayim has to be mamish, you put the treif into his hand. Another very ascetic machlaikas between the Rambam and the Rashba, Nagar Sugya, is that the Rambam writes in Hilchas Machalas Asuris over there, as well as we mentioned in Hilchas Avo and Paragimo, that even though Bezin's not obligated to be mafresh, a child from an Avera, nonetheless the father is obligated. Brings the Pasuk of Chanaich Lenar Alpidarkai, that a father is obligated to be separate his child from Isser. And the Rashba brings Rayas, the Rashba over here argues with the Rambam, and the Rashba holds that even a father is not obligated to separate the child. I, what does it mean when we say in general that there's a chi of chinach, that a father has an obligation to mechanach his child in mitzvahs? He suggests, Dr. Rashba, that's only for mitzvahs ase, for positive commandments like the Gemara and Sukkah, daf ben beis, that a father has to mechanach his child in lulav, Tfilin, etc. However, to stop him from negative commandments from doing wrong, that is not nichlal in the mitzvah of chinuch. This as well is the sheet of Rebelezer Mimitz, which the Taisus Yishanim in Yuma on Pembez Amad Aleph brings. Perhaps we could explain Bedarach Musar, the rationale behind these sheetas Rishanim, that the Iker of chinuch is giving a child a positive connection, a love for Tyre and mitzvahs, and therefore the Chiyav is only on giving the positive mitzvahs, that he should do the mitzvahs, and the focus is less on the Mafrashim, on stopping him from, from Averis, from Isser. Our whole sugya seems to run against the Mahalich of the Rambam. For example, the Gemara brings Uriah from the Halacha, that one has to tell a child not to extinguish the fire. So it's Mivur, the Gemara says, that Bezim it's Suvim Afrishai. And the Gemara has to answer, Rabbi Yechanan says, Ba'isal Das Aviv, we're talking about a child that's doing it for his father. The Rashba over here learns this is a gather of Machile Biadaim, just like Machile Biadaim is Zasar, doing it for the father. It's like the father's telling him it's considered Machile Biadaim. I was thinking that the Rambam, who only brings down this idea of Aisal Das Aviv by Hilchas Shabbos, doesn't mention it in Hilchas Machalas Asuris. He holds that it's a din in Shvisa, Dafgav in Hilchas Shabbos. Then 
there's a problem of Isa al-Das Aviv. And perhaps the Rambam Rashba would be Lashitasam, the way we explain the Gemara and Shabbos, Kufla Mitasam and Aleph, of what is the gather of Machilo Biadaim. Is it Mamish Machilo Biadaim? Or it's even encouraging, telling the child to do something. But either way, the question is, why didn't the Gemara just say that the father is different? The father has a chiyav of chinach, even if he didn't do it for his father. It wasn't Isal das aviv. So Taisvis and Shabbos and Kufchaf Aleph and Aleph and the Rashba mentions this dichoy that our Gemara is talking about a child that was not higia lechinach. Smashma is talking about even a child that didn't reach the age of Chinach. But however, in a case where a child reached the age of Chinach, then in a Chanami, there would be a mitzvah of Chinach on the father. We do see from the Rashba Taisis very clearly that the whole sugya of Katan Eichel Nevelois Bezim Mitzvah Nafrishai, Eim Mitzvah Nafrishai, is even a child that did not reach the age of Chinach. That's the Pashas of the whole sugya, a child no matter his age, the halach of the chinach of a father, that is only when the child reaches the age 6-7, when he's igia lechinach. It would come out then, that in the words of the Rambam, we saw that even though bezin zam mitzvah lahafresh esakotin, mitzvah aviv ligar by lafresha, it's a mitzvah for the father to separate him, what does the Rambam mean? Is the Rambam referencing two different ages? The chiv of the issue of bezim mitzvah and lahafrish is an issue even on a baby. There's an iser of lachilai biadaim, and the Rambam continues and says that nonetheless, on the father there is a mitzvah lahafrishai, which the Pasha says, at least according to the Rashba and Taisvis assumption, that would only be once the child reaches the age. Of Chinach. I saw remarkably that the Bach in Arachaim and Shimem Gimel over there understands that the Rambam holds the Chiv on the father to be mafresh a child applies even when the child is younger than the age of Chinach. And he, he's Medayik the Rambam that everywhere else the Rambam uses the Lushan of Chayiv. However, here the Rambam writes Mitzvah al Aviv Ligarbal Afrisha. It's a mitzvah for the father to separate him, and the Bach understands this is a different din than regular chinuch, and this applies even younger than six or seven, younger than the age of Igiyah lechinuch. According to this Bach, we'd have more of a problem than we wouldn't be able to miyashev our sugya the way Tysus is miyashev the sugya that our Gemara is talking about a child who has not reached the age of chinuch. Because the way the Bach understands it, even that child, the father, would have a chiyav to be mafreshim from the Isser. This parak starts off with the halacha, If a woman goes with her husband far away, she comes back and says, She's nemenes, she can get married. The 10th parak, Nisha Rabbah discussed the halacha if an Eid Echad comes and says, Meis Abal, and the Mishnah says is Nemenis, and the beginning sugi in the 10th parak discusses why is Eid Echad Neman, normally we have a klal, Eid Davish Eber Vapachas Mishnayim. 
And the Gemara there says, Migata Eidechot, Mitai Chaim Eshechmar, Taleb Esaifa, Mikat Taleb Etchilasa, because they made such a big Chaimer, if, if she's wrong and her husband comes back, she'll be Taitzim Izeh Mizeh, Avad Mamzim Izeh Mizeh, Vechuli, all the Chumris that it says there. So that gave them the confidence to believe beforehand that he is dead because Isha Daiku Mintzava, if a woman wouldn't get married unless she was convinced that her husband actually died. And the Gemara says, Allah Shaniyah Mishumiguni Kuli Barabana. Now, Kibshutta, it's Mashmis at Takanas Chachamim. And the Rishayim discuss how could the Chacham make such a Takana if Midaraisi is not allowed to get married? How could the Chacham make a Takana if she get married? There's a Rashi in Masech the Shabbos, and that Kuf Memheim and Beis, which says that the reason is because Afkinu Rabbanan Kedushimine, because called the Kaddish Adaita, the Rabbanan Makadish, the Rabbanan were allowed to say she get married. Because they were mafkir the kedushin, you have to be mazber. So how come when the husband comes back, do we say teitzim izel mizet? You have to say the only mafkir the kedushin on the tzad the husband doesn't come back. Is a, a big arichos in the shaklevetayi in that, and we have taisis in daf peiches taisis in the tenth parak that says that the reason why they could do it is because chacham could be oikedavim in a even if you hold that a chum cannot be oiked avim in a teira, we couldn't say, but if it was doima david hagen lahamin boy, he says, if it's the david sheish ksas tam musmach, it's not called a davim in a teira. If they have a good reason for it and a good smach for it, then it wouldn't be called an oiked avim in a teira. And there's also the sheet of the Ridvar and the Mukiyasif, which seems to hold it is the Raisa, because once they made the chaymer, and the Isha Daiku Mitzvah, together with the Milsa Davide the Gluyet, Laivide the Meshachra, it becomes like a Chazaka and Sadi that he died. It wouldn't be Shayach that the Isha should get married and the Eirechot should lie because the Milsa Davide the Gluyet, together with the Chaymer, so it gives us an Sadi that he really died. That's my mission in Monastery Raisa. Here's an Avichus, the Enkamaka Maharach right now, just this din that the Isha is Neman, they were talking about Eid Echad being made Meis Bala, here we're talking about the Isha herself, that would seem Lekuliyama would be Al Tekanes Chacham, Al Derech, what the Gemara there says, that Shemigune Kile Rabbanan, and they could be Mekel Mitei Chaymer Shechmaito B'Tchilasa. Because the Mishnah says later, on Daf Kuf Yudzayin, that the, she's not Neman Lagabe Yerusha, Lagabe that the Achin Shemi Yerush only Lagabi that she should get married. So, it's you're talking to learn, and this is what the Nei Debuda says in Simon Lam and Gimel, that even if Eid Echad is Deiraisa, but the Isha'at's Mezichah only Deirabonan, you're going to have to come on to the Pshat of either Afkin or Abonan Kedushiminei, or the Pshat of Chachamim. It's not called Eikad of Minatayr because it's the Eish Ksas Tamusmach. And hopefully we marry more in a subsequent year. The Mishnah says it tonight. That it has to be shalom beinola beinam and shalom ba'elam. It has to be that there are peaceful relations between her and her husband, as opposed to a ktata beinola beinam. And the Gemara explains what exactly constitutes a ktata fight between her and her husband. And also shalom ba'elam. There has to be a peaceful times, not if it's a time of war. A melchama ba'elam. If there's ktata beinola beinam, or if there's melchama ba'elam, she's not neman. Now the reason why by Ktata she's not Neman is because she's lying. She's deliberately lying. Since she's in a big fight with her husband, so she wants to release herself from her husband by any means. But the reason for Muhammad 
Ba'elam, the Gemara says, Rava brings, It's not because she's deliberately lying, it's because she's saying what she really sincerely believes to be true, but she's making assumptions. She's saying, she's using circumstantial evidence, and she's making assumptions, and it's not clear there wouldn't be a halachic clarity in what she's saying. The Gemara says that she might even make an assumption since so many of the soldiers got killed, so probably her husband got killed too. And that would enough that would be enough of a reason for her to say that he's dead. And the Gemara says, even if you're going to say that since there are peaceful relations between her and her husband, so she'd wait until she'd find out. So Zimnin, the Machilai Begira, Iberum Something she would actually see and be struck by an arrow or a spear and says, okay, now for sure he's dead and she would leave and really he'd get a bandage and end up being, and end up being alive. Now, the Rajput explains that it's not that any time there comes a situation where the husband is probably dead that we have a shash that maybe she says with the dummy. If that would be true, so any time she would say that the husband died of an illness... So you would say, perhaps what happened was, is that the husband was almost dead, he was a geisus, he was on his dying grasp, he was on his last breath, and, uh, and, and, and she left. She assumed that he's probably dead. And really he had a miraculous recovery. So it wouldn't, she shouldn't be Neman. But the Tarot says, no, that normally she would wait, even if, she, even if it would be very, very, very probable that, he, that, that he's dead, but she would wait until he actually dies. But by a war, and who had then all the other cases of the Gemara, she says, but the dummy, the shot was it was dangerous to stay around. So therefore, she wouldn't stay around. And that's what the Gemara is saying. Maybe she wouldn't even stay around to see if he was hit. She would just assume that if everybody died, so probably he died too. But even if you're going to say that she would stay around to make sure, because maybe he's, he's, he survived, some of the soldiers survived, but maybe she would see him actually be hit by an arrow or, or a spear, and she would assume, well, 95% of the chance he's, he's probably dead, and it would be too dangerous for her to stay around because of that very, very small chance that he might have survived. And now there are the other cases of the Gemara which say that you say with the dummy. It's all because it was dangerous to stay around. Now, the Gemara goes on, now the Gemara discussed what about a famine, Ravin? When there's a famine, so first Ravin said Ravin is not Kamulchama, because by a famine, she doesn't make any assumptions, she stays around and waits, and it's not going to leave until he actually dies. But then the Gemara says, that Ravin said, that Ravin Arel Kamulchama, because there was a story, and Rashi says he retracted because of this story, that the woman said that her husband died in the famine, and he told her as if in a conversational tone, that, oh, it's a good thing that you saved yourself. Because it wouldn't have made sense for you to risk your life to stay with your husband, because then you also would have died of hunger. And the woman agreed to him. And the woman said, yes, you yourself know that there was, so, there was such, uh, such a small amount of food left, there's absolutely no question that he died. And that way, Rava got it to, to admit that she didn't actually see him dying, he just left him, she didn't actually see him dead. She just left him while he was, while she thought he was dying, because he was in such a bad, in such a weak, emaciated state, and there was so little food left. 
Now that's not good enough. And that's why Rav said that we can't believe in Isha by Ravin because you have the same problem with Muhammad. She doesn't want to stay around because she also she doesn't want to starve of hunger herself. She wants to go out and find some food. And she'll make an assumption that since her husband doesn't seem to be able to survive and doesn't seem to be able to go out and get the food with her, so there's no hope for him. And therefore she'll say that he died because she genuinely believes that he's obviously dead. Then the Gemara says like this, Famine is even worse than war. Only if she says that the husband died at the battlefront, that's when she's not believed. But if she says that he died in his bed, then she's believed. But when we're talking about famine, Adam makes the kavartif. So the Rajput explains with the same lambdas. Because by Muhammad, she's only scared to wait with him by the actual battle. But let's say he got badly wounded in the battle and she brought him home. So then she wouldn't leave her husband, even if she's almost 100% sure that the husband definitely will die of his wounds, but since there's no reason not to wait, so she'll wait. She'll stay in the house with him until he actually dies. She's not going to leave him. So we have no kshash that she'll assume that he's dead when he's not dead. Even if she said he died in his bed, but she didn't want to wait around with him because there was no food there, and she'd be afraid that if she waits around with her dying husband, she'll end up dying herself. She has to really run away quickly in order to find food. So the only case by Ravain she'd be believed if she, if she says that she buried him. When she buried him, that means clearly that he died. Now the Rajput also points out that you see from this Gemara by Ravain that we're not chayshed her that she'll say something which she knows isn't true. It means even if she's 100% convinced that he's dead and she's going to say that he died without actually seeing him die, but that's because she, she, she really believes that she saw enough to be 100% convinced that he's dead. But to make up a new story that she buried him, that she won't do. That's a lie. She would not say that she buried him unless she actually buried him. She'll say that I saw him die when she didn't actually see him dead, but she saw what she thought was enough of a reason to think that he's dead. Because that's not a lie. She's saying, I saw that he died in the war. I saw that he died in his bed of famine. She's not considering that a lie at all. What she saw convinced her of that fact. But to say that she buried him, that she only would say if she actually buried him. Otherwise, it's a lie. And when Achayshish that's a lie, even if she's saying that he's dead, she's still not going to lie. So because of that, the Rajma says, and all the other Rishayim must hold this way, except for the Ram, I'm like, we'll explain, that by Muhammad, Kavartav is also good enough. If she says that she buried the husband, and he died in the war, and she buried him, again, burying, there's no chance of the dummy. He's obviously dead if he's buried. And we don't have a shash that maybe she's saying it the dummy, because she won't make up a new story that she buried him when she actually didn't bury him. And therefore, we know that he's dead. If she just said that he died of his wounds, so when she saw him dying of his wounds, and she was 100% sure, based on Umdana, that he definitely could not have recovered, so she could say, I saw him die from his wounds. But she's not going to say she buried him if she didn't. That's the Raj B'svar. So mainly he says, and anyway he says, this before in the Gemara, the Gemara says that Ravin's worse than Muhammad, and by Ravin it works to say Kavaitiv, so Kavachayma, by Muhammad it says it works by Kavaitiv. This is the Shittah Sarajba and the Ridvatan, most of the Rishayna.
The Rambam, however, says that Kavartav only works by Ravain, but it does not work by Muhammad. So the Rajma says he understands what the Rambam is saying. Why would the Rambam say that Kavartav doesn't work by Muhammad? The Rambam holds that once she assumes that he died and she's saying with the dummy, she'll make up additional stories, she'll put in false information, which he knows is false, in order to make her story more believable. We are chayshid for that. So the is that time at the Rajma. So the Rambam, even by Mesam Mitase, which works by Muhammad, would only be in a case where there's a Muhammad Ba'ilam, but she comes and tells us he wasn't involved in the war. He died in his bed, meaning he wasn't in the war. But if she says he was in the war, he was one of the soldiers of the war, and he was wounded in the battlefield, and then he came home, and and while I was ministering his wounds, he ended up dying, also he wouldn't be believed. Because, again, once we know that he was in the war, so then we're that she's assuming that he died, and therefore, anything else she says, just like Kavaritav is that Naman, who the Mesomitase, she's making up stories in order to make herself more believable. But the Rajma asks, if that's true, that she makes up stories to make herself more believable, so why wouldn't that be true by Ravain also? Why by famine is she Naman to say Mesu Kavaritav? Now, in the Etzim Shad in the Rambam, there's a Machlekes Achreinim. There's actually three Mahalchem and Achreinim how to understand the Rambam. Why is Mesu Kavaritav not Naman B'Mulchama? The Mari ben Leiv, the Mari Baal, which is true is brought in the case of Mishnah and in other Achreinim, he taka learns like the Rajba. He learns that the reason why you're not named to say Mesu Kvaitu Ba'amacham is a Kshash, once she's anyway believes he dies because of the dummy, she'll make up additional information, she'll deliberately lie about additional information in order to be more believable. Lefizet, that Svara should apply, and this is what it says in the Beishmul, in Sifkad and Kofmem Zayin, that says Simon Yudzayin and Evan Ezer that any time there's a chash with a dummy, you would have that chash even when you say kavartiv, because any time she believes he's dead, Yechayshah she made up additional information about it. But then it's fair, like the Rajbah asked, and I don't have a terrace for this. What's the pshat by Ravain? Mesu kavartiv works. But other Achreinim learn differently. The Rabbi Yom Mizrahi, which is also brought in the Kesef Mishnah and in the other Achreinim. He holds his dafka problem of kavartiv v'mulchama. The reason why kavartiv is not known by mulchama l'dasa rambam is a spe- special problem of kavartiv because she's saying something which is very, very unlikely. It's very unlikely that her husband died on the battlefield and she went in the heat of the battle and prepared a grave and buried her husband. She'd be too scared to do that. It's an unlikely thing to do. So that's why we assume that she's making that part up, and really she's just assuming that he died because of the dummy, and she made up the kavartiv because it's a very unlikely thing to have happened. But in any other case of the dummy, he agrees to the Rajba that we don't assume that she's going to make up additional information and tell us information that she knows is false in order to be more believable. Lefidur Abelia Mizrahi, even by Mulchama, in other words, if she says, that that um, that he came home from the Mulchama, all wounded, and he ended up dying on Mitasai, Lefi the Rambam, she would be believed, because that's not unlikely at all. And again, when Achesha said she made up additional information. Who would then if she says that that um, that after the war his body was recovered and it was brought back to her and she buried him, Avada should be believed. There is one other Pshat 
in the Achreinim, why the Rambam says that Kavartiv is no good by Muhammad, which is the Pshat of the Levush, and the Chacham Tzvi, and the Aruch Lener, and several other Achreinim bring the Levush, like the Beishmul and the Beishafrayim, which is that by Muhammad, there's such a Bahala there, that even if she says she buried him, there's a bit of dummy. Because maybe she buried someone that she thought was her husband, and was not. Maybe she saw her husband going to the battlefield, and she saw him being struck by a, by a giru, rumcha, by an arrow or a spear, and Bidadami, she decided that he's definitely dead, and she went to find his body, and she found the body of a fallen soldier which looked similar to her husband, and she assumed it was her husband, and she buried that soldier, and it really wasn't her husband. So this chat also, the Ramam agrees to the story of the Rajva that she doesn't make up information that she knows isn't true. It's only a chash that she'll say things which she sincerely believes is true. It's just she didn't see them. She's just assuming them. But by Mulchama, when you say Meisami Tasai, he left the battlefield, he ended up by his bed, so then there's no Bidadami anymore. You have plenty of time and it's, it's now a calm situation. You're in a house. So she won't assume anything. She'll, she'll be able to stay around and make sure that, that he's dead. And, and, and therefore there's no bit of dummy. It's only when she says that he died in the battlefield, then she couldn't stay around and she made assumptions. But even when she says she buried him in the battlefield, also it was all a tremendous bahala. It was, there was no time for any yeshivadas. And therefore, even burying him, there's a kshash bit of dummy that she buried somebody else that she thought was her husband, and really her husband's still alive. So listen, the Rajma and Rav Vishayim hold that the only time there's a pshash of the dummy is that Isha is going to say something which she genuinely believes to be true. There's no pshash that she'll make, a different, make additional false information, and therefore when she says kavaritiv in every case it would be good, because if she genuinely believes that, he, that she buried the husband, there's no but the dummy in that, obviously the husband's dead. And just like it says, Mesu Kvaitiv works by Ravain, it works by Mulchama. And Mesu Mitasa works by Mulchama because there's no, there's no reason for her to run away, there's no Pachan, and therefore she waits till he actually dies. Mashaykh and Ravain, she's in a rush to run away because she doesn't want to starve to death. The Ramam holds that Mesu Kvaitiv does not work by Mulchama. The Maribal understands that to mean because she'll add additional information which says with the dummy. And the other cases of Bidadami, also you'd have the same problem. But then it's Shver, how come by Ravain don't you have the same problem? with Tzarechian. The Rebellion Mizrahi understands because Kavartiv is just an unlikely thing to happen in a Mulchama, and that's why you don't believe her. But so it only applied to Kavartiv and Mulchama because it's unlikely. Any other additional information she would say, we'd assume at least she believes is true. And you have the Pshat of the Levush and other Achreinim, that Kavartiv doesn't work by Muhammad because Kavartiv goofy you say by the dummy. Maybe she buried somebody else and she thought there was a husband because Muhammad is such a time of Baha'u'llah that there are a lot of dead bodies there. She might have buried the wrong body and her husband's still alive. But really, the Ramah Musa agrees that she won't make up additional information which she herself knows is not true. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. 
You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.